tonight, church. We're just so excited to have all these beautiful, smiling faces here this morning. So pleased to have you here this morning. Uh, the lights are a little bit, a little bit shiny for me right here. You know, wearing spectacles, it doesn't help that much as well. And I think my height has something to do with it. So we kind of need to, I don't know, Pastor. Maybe I need to platform. I was thinking platform. Or a scaffold, I'm not really sure. I have a, my name is Robert Rodriguez, and I'm going to be sharing Ignite News with you this morning. I'm excited to do that. But I have a, a, one announcement that I just learned about this morning, and it's, it's quite odd, weird, I don't know. I'm going to share it with you right quick. There's a game called Farkle that's out there. And uh, I just learned about it this morning, but just the name cracks me up, Farkle. Here at Ignite Church, we have a lead team, and uh, we've decided to play this game, Sparkle. Our pastors uh, introduced, to it, introduced it to us this morning, and so we had our first round this morning. And so the loser in Sparkle, you have to do something very odd or crazy, I guess throughout the day, because that's your job. And it could be from the craziest thing. So if you see anything going on in here that's out of the ordinary, and it's somebody that, that's in the part of that lead team, just pay no attention to it. Uh, they lost. That's, that's their job. They got to do that, all right? So I just needed to explain that, get that out of the way. Correct, Pastor Ed? Pastor Ed? All right. <clears throat> Again, warm welcome to everyone. It's going to be a beautiful service. If um, you are a guest with us here this morning, let me extend an extra warm welcome to you. Very pleased, very excited to have you here this morning. And if you don't already have one, a Connect card, there should be a Connect card, a yellow card right in front of you. What we would like you to do is just fill that card out. And at the end of the service, if you'll just take it out to our guest cart, uh, we have a gift that we want to share with you. Just, uh, to, just to share our appreciation, a, to a small token of our appreciation to have you here this morning. So again, welcome guests. Please fill out that Connect card. Also, today is Ignite Essentials. Today is the day. So um, we do have a few extra spots if you want to attend. So that's today, right after church at 12 p.m. Uh, please make plans. And uh, if you want to attend again, we have a few extra spots for Ignite Essentials. Also today, or not today, coming up May 4th. Everybody say May 4th. Can't wait. Something near and dear to my heart. All of us, man. We're going to have Ignite Men's Awesome Breakfast. That's the title of our meeting. Awesome Breakfast because, as you know, as you can see in the title, we plan on giving you guys just an excellent breakfast. More than excellent, Brother Bill. I mean, I'm talking about the works. We're going to lay out the spread for you guys. We're really going to put some, some love into this. And, 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 guys, you know this. You can tell when you've been served food that there was love put into that food. You can tell. And I'm going to tell you, at this men's breakfast, you're going to be able to see that in a very manly way. I guess I shouldn't be portraying myself. I need somebody big up here when I say in a very man manly way, but, hey, I'm telling you, man, you don't want to miss it. And I shared a little bit last week, just a little bit further plug on that, Pastor Ed. Um, I, I didn't mean to do that. <clears throat> I shared a little bit about uh, our upcoming men's breakfast. And uh, Fred Wasowski, he's heading that up. 
And uh, I got to hear a little bit of his heart in a meeting a couple weeks ago. And I'm telling you what, I was very impressed, even moved. I'm really excited of uh, this men's breakfast that's coming up. I believe here at Ignite Church that whenever we do something as ministry, especially for our men, we're not going to waste your time. We're going to bring a quality product to you. And listening to, to Fred uh, about this upcoming men's ministry, there are some things that we're going to cover, just, just some tools, just to give you. And all it takes is just taking one of those tools and allowing God to apply it in your life and uh, helping us to grow as men, especially as a husband and as a father. And I'm really excited about that. And let me encourage you, men, please uh, make plans on, on coming to our men's breakfast. That's May 4th at 8 a.m. We won't take up much of your time. Be short, quick, sweet, but definitely something that you can use to grow on. So that's men's breakfast, May 4th, 8 a.m. You can reg register on the app or on Facebook event. All right, moving on to more Ignite News. Financial Hope Workshop. Financial Hope Workshop. And you can register on app or the website. And we have a promo to share with you here this morning about our Financial Hope Workshop. The Financial Hope Workshop is a seven-week program where you'll learn how to create a financial plan for your life. This includes basic budgeting, a debt repayment strategy, and a system to grow your savings. Financial Hope is a fun and interactive class that features trained leaders who will personally assist you in developing and implementing your plan so that you can become financially free. Financial freedom is possible, so join the class today and find out how to make it a reality for you. So, that's our Financial Hope Workshop, and that will be starting June 6th. So you can register again on app and on our website. That's going to be really awesome. Here at Ignite Church, obviously, we definitely believe in giving. And we have several ways that you can do that. Uh, we got our boxes back there on the wall. Uh, you can give through the app or online. And let me tell you, your giving matters. Uh, many of the things that we accomplish here at Ignite Church is because of your generosity. Here at our local body, uh, in the county, and around the world through the missions, it's because of your generosity, and we want to say thank you for that. Now that you have the Ignite news, let's get going with our new series, Always. Has anybody in here ever been lonely? Do you, do, you, do you know what it feels like to be lonely? Can, let me, am I alone right now? I'm sure everybody in here absolutely knows what it's like to be lonely. We feel it. We've been through it. Well, uh, last year, 2018, the health insurer Cigna, they did a study. And so here's some of their findings. And they did it about, some of it was about loneliness. I'm going to read you a few of their stats. So they, they reported in 2018 that 40%, 46% of Americans feel lonely sometimes or always, 46%, almost half this room. 47% uh, feel left out either all the time or sometimes. And then a, a little bit less, 43% feel isolated from others, either some of the time or all of the time. And that same number, 43%, feel like their relationships lack meaning. Now, I've, I've been part of this 40-something percent 
probably every single one of those categories uh, at some point in my life. And my guess is that many of us in here have absolutely been one of those 40-something percent. And maybe, likely, some of us are actually right here in that spot today. And it's in these moments of loneliness that something that Jesus said can be so helpful to us. As a matter of fact, these are some of the very last words of Jesus before he went to heaven uh, in front of uh, all those folks. He said this, I am with you always. I am with you always. He saved some of his best communication for the last few moments of his time on earth. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I usually will remember the last thing someone said to me. And so this, he made sure that he got this in right there at the end, right before he was headed out to make it a big point. I am with you always. Now, in this series, we're discussing how Jesus uh, is present, how he's with us every day of our lives, how he's with us always. So to describe how Jesus is always with us, we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Uh, there's, this psalm paints a picture of a shepherd taking care of his sheep and all the things he does for the sheep. So let's look at the first two verses of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He gives me everything I need. He lets me lie down in fields of green grass. He leads me beside quiet waters. So verse 2 here is a picture of rest. The idea is a, a sheep is, uh, he's not hungry, he, he, he's, he's satisfied, he's not afraid, so he can lay down and have rest and have peace. Something like this. I got a sheep picture for you. There you go. So they can lay down like that, but the deal is uh, sheep have trouble doing that. They have a problem with being able to rest and to lay down. They can be so stressed out that they can't lay down and rest if they feel alone. That's the key, if they feel alone. Does that sound familiar that maybe some people are that way? You know, lots of people are challenged and, and they're experiencing different challenges and problems that keep them from having rest and peace. How about, how about this? Folks sometimes have trouble sleeping at night, right? The wheels are spinning. You know, worry, anxiety, whatever it might be, it's keeping you from resting. Well, sheep can't rest if they're alone and specifically if they're frightened. They are very timid creatures. I mean, picture a sheep. No big fangs, no claws, not very strong. I mean, they are basically a defenseless creature. And so they're so timid that if just one sheep gets upset and worried and all of a sudden becomes afraid, that sheep will bolt across the pasture and all the other sheep, you know, munching their grass, they'll look up and go, uh-oh, something's starting to, boom, there's a stampede of sheep because one of them got a little afraid at something. That's how timid they are. A good shepherd, though, he can help them stay peaceful when he comes to them and he's present with them. Just his presence brings them a sense, okay, shepherd's here, he's going to protect us, we can go ahead and lie down. It's, it's an amazing thing. Well, as we deal with fear, we got to recognize the same thing, that we need that shepherd. We need someone to come and help us be calm. We can have financial problems, relational problems, work. We can be worried about the future, whatever. But fortunately, we have a shepherd, too, and his name is Jesus. And so 
we're going to be talking about how Jesus can be the shepherd with us, and he's always the shepherd in our lives. Now, specifically here in this situation with the sheep being afraid and wanting to run away, well, Jesus can be present in our life in a special way to bring us peace, to be able to rest, to be able to relax. Jesus, by just his presence in our lives, can be all that. We can be all upset and worried, but then we pause and say, Jesus, I know you're with me. Help me. Ah, there's a breath. His presence can calm your fears and allow us to rest in peace. Look at this phrase from the Bible. Perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. So you can't have the presence of fear and great love, perfect love. This love just drives the fear away. Well, obviously, the only person who can bring us perfect love is the perfect one himself. And Jesus loved us perfectly. And so he wants to drive fear out of our life by his presence. Look at the scripture from 2 Timothy. Paul was writing a young man named Timothy and encouraging him because he was young. He was encouraging him. He said, Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. He's encouraging the young guy. You can do it because God's not wanting you to be afraid. He's wanting you to be just the opposite, to have a sense of his presence that will bring power and it'll give you a sense of his love, and your mind can be at peace. The, the phrase sound mind is a mind that's not stressed out. Uh, somebody can relax and take a breath because their mind is at peace. Here's one more verse about this from Psalm chapter 4. Look what the psalmist says. Now, because of you, Lord, I will lie down in peace, and sleep comes at once. Sleep comes at once. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. And this guy's got a hold of it, doesn't he? He's saying, I don't care what's going on in my life, God. I'm trusting you. I'm going to lay down my head. And before the sheep settle down over the top of me, boom, I'm out. I'm asleep because I trust you. He says, I will live unafraid. Well, that can be our life. We can go to sleep easily and not be awake in the wee hours of the night wondering what's going to happen. So, a good shepherd can come to his sheep and keep them from being stressed out and fearful so they can lie down and rest and have at peace. Well, Jesus does the same thing for us. His perfect love drives out fear and anxiety from our hearts and our mind, our thoughts. He can actually bring peace to our thoughts. His very presence can be calming, comforting, and strengthening to us. Those are all titles of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the strengthener. He can be all of that in our lives. So let's look now at a, another interesting thing about sheep. Sheep have situations. Maybe you've had a situation before. I mean, everything from uh, struggles with their environment to conflicts with other sheep, they have situations. You, you might have heard of uh, a pecking order before, you know, chickens, you have a bunch of chickens, they have a pecking order, right? Well, in the sheep world, it's called a butting order, like button order. So they, that's, that's how they determine who's dominant. I don't know exactly what they do other than headbutt each other. Um, <laughs> but they're often butting each other for um, who's going to be in charge, for who's going to be the one to lead. Um, and they have conflict because they'll fight. Uh, sheep don't always get along. 
Now, conflict is a big deal in any flock of sheep, but when the shepherd shows up, he takes care of it. He's, you know, he, okay, guys, you got to calm this down. And he, he brings order, he brings help, he brings peace to the situation that these sheep might be going through. Now, if we transfer that over to people, because the truth is, when, when Psalm 23 is like literally about sheep, but it's also literally about me and you, um, conflicts and situations are a big deal in our lives too. Um, I don't know really what it's called in, in human herds, a pecking order, or I assume, I don't know, who's the big dog? <laughs> but anyway, we, we have conflicts with people. We have situations that come up. Uh, we clash over issues, sometimes with our spouse, or sometimes we have you know, situations with money, or children, or coworkers, or friends, or neighbors, or pretty much any other person on the planet we can butt heads with, or we can have these issues that pop up. And that's really never a healthy thing if it continues and stays going in our lives. As a matter of fact, when we're going through situations, we don't really have any peace. Because, Ed brought it up a while ago, you are waking up, you can't sleep, wheels are turning, it's, you know, the no peace equals no fun. It means no rest. Jesus is a shepherd, that it is a rough, uh, a rough saying. Now, when we keep in mind that Jesus is a shepherd that loves us, we can do something. We can focus on him instead of the situation. If the sheep in a herd are, are having these conflicts, these situations, and they're, you know, crashing into each other, if they'll pay attention to the shepherd instead of each other, if they'll look to him first, he'll get them straightened out. Everybody will get where they're going. Everybody will be in the place they need to be. They'll all get to eat. They all get dessert. Everything is fine. Well, there's a story in the Bible where we see this happen um, with people. Now, here's, here's what's happening. Jesus and his disciples are on a boat out in the middle of the water. And a massive storm comes up, and the boat's getting thrown all over the place. The, the disciples who are, many of them are fishermen. They've lived their life on the water. They're terrified. They are having a situation here. And I bet you they're arguing a little bit. Hey, pull this. No, you need to pull this. No, you need to turn, you know. And Jesus is sound asleep because this is, he's got peace. He's the shepherd. Well, here's what happens. They're freaking out. Mark 4, 39. So they find Jesus sleeping in the boat. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we're all about to die? They're, they're, they're afraid. Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush, calm down. All at once, the wind stopped howling, and the water became perfectly calm. Now, you can read that story. Please go back and read it. There, there's more to it. Jesus talks to him and has some things to say. But here's what we want to look at today. When the disciples ran to Jesus. They were scared, and they didn't have to be, and they were freaking out, and they didn't have to be, and all of that. But what they did, one thing they did, which was amazingly correct and helpful, they ran to the shepherd and said, Jesus, we need your help. And so he's like, I got this, and everything's fine. Boat didn't capsize. Nobody drowned. Um, whoever got their feelings hurt got over it, and it was all taken care of. Um, I saw something like this kind of happen, like, you know, uh, I think it was last year, last year sometime. Um, I was, this past year, a lady that I just kind of know as an acquaintance, just barely, a little bit, seen her a few times in church, she had a wreck in town. 
And if you have to know, it was somewhere around on 12th Street. And um, <laughs> so she had to reckon. It just so happened that that day I was with the police and I was with the officer who got dispatched to this specific wreck. So we, I'm in the car and we drive up and I see who is in the wreck. Everybody's okay, but the, the you know, cars are smashed. And uh, I see the people, and I, okay, I realize, I recognize I know them. And so I get out, and, you know, I walk up to the lady, and, um, of course, she's a little upset, and the wreck was her fault, and um, so, you know, but she wasn't, when, when I got to her, she didn't seem, like, completely, you know, out of hand and hysterical and going mad. Um, we just had a conversation, you okay, yeah, I'm okay, is everybody okay, everybody's okay. And so, yeah, you're going to get a ticket. I can't help that. But, you know, um, <laughs> and, and how all, all that goes. Well, her husband talked to me a little, just a few moments. After everything's said and done, everybody's on their way, you know, I asked, I asked the other driver who, turns out, I kind of knew him too. And um, he was okay. And when it was all said and done, she got her ticket, and everybody's leaving, and we're about to head out. Her husband had shown up. And he was actually there when we got there, and he had been really nice, really calm. He wasn't freaking out himself or anything. And he talked to me for a minute. And he said, you know, um, before you got here, my wife was freaking out. She was worried about the car, worried about the driver, worried that, um, you know, that I was going to be upset because she wrecked my car. And, um, and he said, but... When you stepped out of the car, she calmed down completely. Now, this isn't, you know, I had to think about that for a little bit. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a super pastor. <laughs> All I do is show up and everything's, no, that's, that's not how it, that's really not the case. The case is this. We didn't really think that, really. You don't care about <laughs> How are you doing today, Ed? Fine, your majesty. Thank you. All right. <laughs> And so as part of the lead team that Robert was talking about earlier. Oh, gosh. So I showed up, and that all happened, and I'm thinking about it. And uh, here's my conclusion. In her mind, in the way she knows me, is she knows me as one of the pastors of the church. I'm a To her, I was a representative of Jesus. And, and the way she saw it was somebody... Jesus came along with him, it's going to be okay. It's not because Chad was there. It's because she saw and, and it caught her attention that, you know, Jesus is here. I'm going to be okay. Jesus showed up on that scene um, because he was with me. He calmed her. He helped her. He held her situation right in that moment. And she focused on that. Instead of everything else that had happened and what was going to be going on. Um, Paul, I'm sorry, he was content. A guy named Paul, who is one of the authors of the Bible, he talked about something. He made a statement, Philippians 4.11. He said, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances. In whatever circumstances, if you're focusing on Jesus, he can take care of that situation. He can bring peace. That's what. That's one of the massive, big things he does, and who he is, is peace. Um, this guy Paul, who wrote this, had a lot of bad circumstances himself. People were trying to kill him. He had been shipwrecked. He had, I mean, it was. He had a rough life. Uh, Christians didn't believe him, and the the people that didn't like the Christians didn't like him either because he was trying to help. I mean, he just he had it rough, and he said, "I've learned to be 
content. When, when we focus on Jesus, we can be there. And, and it, even, it even spills over from us that it, it, instead of us focusing on circumstances and we focus on Jesus, we can even, it can even touch out and, and, and help other people. I can have peace and rest when I'm focused on Jesus. Now, throughout the series, you're going to discover that um, you and I, we have a whole lot in common with sheep. Another way that uh, sheep have trouble is if they're hungry. If a sheep is hungry, they won't lay down. They're just agitated, looking all around and, and trying to find something to eat because they're, they're just so, so hungry. Well, there's a real s- true sense in which people are like that, too, that when people have an unmet need, it can obsess their mind. They can be upset and can't rest and can't have peace because there's some need that they have that to them is not being met now, and it's really a bad situation, and so they're worried and grasping out after all kinds of ways to try to fix their problem and meet their need. Well, a good shepherd does whatever is necessary to see that his sheep are well fed. A good shepherd knows the countryside. He knows where the good pastures are, and he leads them there. The sheep just have to follow him for him to meet their need for food. Now, sometimes when uh, the region is, is more arid and there's not enough grass to make sure the sheep are always well fed, sometimes that shepherd will go so far as to find a field and plant grass in it and be a grass farmer and a shepherd so he can see that his sheep have plenty to eat. That's what a good shepherd will do. Well, I have a question for you. Did you know that God has already planted a rich, lush pasture to meet your needs? He's already done it. It's a done deal. God knew your needs way before you did. And more importantly, he knew what he was going to do to meet those needs. And so our God wants to meet our needs. Paul goes on to say in, uh, in the scripture here this. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Guys, this is a promise we can bank on. God will meet our needs. Let it, let it sink in. God will meet my needs. God will meet my needs. He loves me. He's going to take care of me. He wants to meet every kind of need in my life, especially your need for him. He especially wants to help you get to know him, to know what he's like. He especially wants you to begin to experience his presence in your life that brings peace and all the things we're talking about today. He especially wants to meet that need. Now, how he meets our needs is up to him. And uh, there's a saying I like about, about God's timing. God's rarely early, but he's never late. You know, and it's like right there when things are about to blow up, he, he comes through. And I, I think there's some reasons for that. One being he wants us to grow in our faith and trust in him to trust. He's going to take care of our need. But he does come through. He will meet our needs when we live life with him, with him in the center of our lives, in the center of our hearts. Just knowing that, just knowing that one thing today and thinking about it can bring peace to your heart. This can bring peace to your mind. God loves me. He's going to take care of me, and I can just be like a sheep and just lay down and take a nap. God will meet every need we have. 
Well, let's look at the second half of verse 2. So we're still referring to Jesus being the shepherd of sheep. He leads me beside quiet waters. Leads me beside quiet waters. You know, think of uh, a bunch of sheep being refreshed by some good water to drink. Um, at home, Diane and I have a filter. We bought a filter specifically for our drinking water. And I can tell the difference now between city water and that water, and I refuse. I wouldn't even eat the ice out of the ice machine because it's not coming out of our filter. I'm a little bit of a water snob at home. Dinah's shaking her head. Um, but just imagine, you know, good fresh water. It's just like, <sighs> well, without plenty of good water, uh, sheep can be restless just like us. If we don't have, if our thirst isn't being quenched, we can get, <laughs> you know, that starts to be all you can think about. And so peace escapes you, and here you again, uh, we become fragile sheep, and fragile sheep do crazy things. Well, it is also the, the uh, shepherd's responsibility to make sure the sheep have good water. Give them, make sure they got good grass, make sure you handle it when they got situations, make sure that they feel safe, and make sure they got plenty to drink. Make sure they're beside some good waters, and, uh, you know, still waters are better than rushing waters because... You don't want the sheep to drown, so they gotta, he's got to be really on top of things. But when he is, and Jesus always is, it's really good for us. As a matter of fact, our deepest thirst in life actually goes way beyond water. I mean, we, we need water, but it, our thirst in life goes it's way, way, way deeper than that. God created us with a spiritual thirst. Uh, Jesus Jesus kind of talked about it in John chapter 7. Let's look at that. Here's what happened. Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty, and he's not really talking about water, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. Rivers of living water will, for, will flow from his heart. Jesus can always quench our greatest thirst in life. As a matter of fact, he's the only one that can. The sheep are, that are being watched by the shepherd, they don't really know. And I, you know, I, maybe I'll say, I guess I'll say this. Sheep are dumb. <laughs> sheep are dumb. I mean, like sheep, you know, bad sheep. You might not be dumb, but sheep are dumb. And they don't know where everything is. And the shepherd has to lead them there. He has to take them there. He has to protect them. He has to provide. He has to do all those things. Jesus will do that for us. So, I mean, compared to Jesus, we're not so smart. Um, <laughs> he can quench our greatest thirst in life. He said, I got you. I got you. Jesus said, I'm with you always. Uh, there, there's a guy, an early Christian writer, his name was Augustine. Back in the 5th century, he started out like, you know, his life was full of scandal and, you know, naughtiness and stuff like that. And uh, before, then he met God, and at some point he realized how empty his life was, and he grabbed hold of God, grabbed hold of Jesus, and said, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm gonna, I want God to be the Lord of my life, and everything changed. He, he began to focus on the real shepherd, and he became one of the greatest thinkers and writers that we've had uh, in human history. And here's one thing that he wrote. He said, oh, God, you made us for yourself, and our souls are restless. They're searching till they find their rest in you. 
He's like, you got us, God. I understand this. You can quench our greatest thirst in life. Jesus alone is, is who quenches our greatest thirst. Um, Jesus called himself the, great, the good shepherd. He wants to be your shepherd. He's with you always. He wants to lead you and take you where you need to go every day of your life. He promises that he's going to be with us always. Let's look at some steps we can take. Number one, ask yourself, is Jesus my shepherd? You might be here today and you've been in church some or whatever, but you, you realize, you know, I've never really given my life to Jesus. I've never really connected to God, but I want to. You're, you're at a place today that you're ready to connect to God. Well, you could do that by just talking to him this morning, and you could have a conversation with him that's something like this. God, I, I need you. My life is unfulfilled and unsatisfied. Forgive me, God, where I've blown it, where I've messed up. Please forgive me. Come into my life today. Become the good shepherd that I need. Become my best friend. Amen. That's all you got to do. If faith is in your heart to believe, that will begin a new life for you. And if you pray that today, if you connect with God today, we want to encourage you in that. We want to ask you to fill out a green I've decided card. You're in the seat back uh, there in front of you. And if today is the day you're connecting with God, just jot in your info on there and drop it in one of the boxes on the back doors there so we can just follow up with you and encourage you in this new life you're entering today. Step number two, ask yourself, what part of this message spoke to me? And we have the bullets of the major points of the message right there for you. Love driving out fear, peace settling conflict, fulfilled needs, quenching my deepest thirst. If you are using a paper handout, circle one of those. If you're using the app, down there at the bottom, that little square, if you'll tap it, you can make a note and type in one of these bullets. What spoke to you today? Type it in there and then click email and you'll email it. You'll have it forever. This is your prayer focus for this week. You're saying, God, I know you're my shepherd. I know you love me. I know you care for me. I'm struggling here, Lord. Would you help me? I've been so afraid. Would you drive out fear with your love? Or, God, I've got this problem. You know what's up, Lord. Help me bring peace to this conflict. Or maybe, man, God, I, there's this need I think is, is legitimate, and I think you, I, I'm just upset. <laughs> I'm just worried. God, help me. Be the shepherd. Show me your love and meet my needs. And then maybe you're identifying with that last bullet. Lord, I just, I want more of you. I can just tell there's more of you that can be true in my life. So I want to experience you in a deeper way this week. I encourage you, if you'll take that and pray over it every day this week, you'll see God start to do something. You'll see and experience the presence of the good shepherd in your life to bring peace and rest. Y'all stand. We're going to pray. On your way out, I want to remind you of two things. We will have prayer teams up here at the stage to pray for you for any needs you have. And remember to give as you leave today, okay? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are the good shepherd, that you love us perfectly, and you want us to live in peace and rest. You don't promise us we won't have problems, but you do promise you will always be with us in our challenges. Lord, this week, would you just speak to us and encourage us? Lord, we talked about ways in which your presence makes a difference. Father, for each person here today, I pray this week, as they ask you to make yourself even more real, that your presence 
will make a difference this week. Lord, let your presence make a difference in our lives this week. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Y'all have a great week.